Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is July 12th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan! Not great. I just uh, forgot to hit record. We got about 20, I'll tell 25 you minutes in. We were cooking. 28, maybe. It was, uh, just so you know, it was, I, I'm not going to act like you need to be surprised again, but it's Victory Wednesday. And you said, no, you what, really, just- Why? <laughs> The definitive breakdown of the subcommittee hearing today. We just did it. You will never hear it. It was 28 minutes. We were we were cooking, cooking with gas. But in true throwback shotgun start fashion, we forgot to hit the record Wednesday. Uh, record button. Why is it Victory Wednesday, Andy? <laughs> what are you What are you going to surprise me with here? What What is gotta, it? Got to throw big ups to our guy Shane Bacon. Um, Unbelievable achievement. He qualifies for the USAM today out in, uh, I think, New York. Maybe Connecticut. Maybe yeah. New York. Bonnie, Bonnie Breyer. Bonnie Breyer. Sounds sounds yeah. like a wonderful place. Also, Luke Colton gets out there. Um, 14-year-old. Stud player. But anyways, congrats to Shane. 39 years young. Uh, qualifying for his first USGA event. It is um, it's an incredible achievement. And um, I, I'm... I'm so excited for him out there um, doing it and getting it done. And uh, he's in for a real treat. Uh, USGA events are, are amazing experiences and uh, you really got to earn it. I mean, he's, he's been grinding at this his whole life and getting in one, um, especially that one, the USAM. This, this is one of the hardest, you know, outside of the US it's Open, it's the hardest one to get in. Um very legitimate, very big time championship. Uh, we have our event, uh, the fried egg event at Common Ground that weekend, which I'm sure he will still be playing in whatever that is, the round of eight quarters, something like that on the Saturday. We'll be out there Friday, Saturday. We'll be going to watch him. I'm sure he will still be advancing through the bracket or he'll stay and come to the event at Common Ground where it's kind of a dual thing, Friday event in the USAM. Congrats to Bacon, like a really... Really great achievement. Yeah. Victory Wednesday. Victory Wednesday. It's the one percent moment. Ninety-nine percent of the time, golf kicks you in the kicks you in the teeth. He he got it done. Got it done. That one percent. Uh savor it. And uh that's for everybody. Whenever you have big golf achievement, um, just soak it in because that's what, what makes this game so so freaking awesome. So congrats to Bacon. Uh- it is not Victory Wednesday for one Becky Quick, uh, correspondent, interviewer, announcer, analyst. I don't know what for CNBC. Total drive-by shot. Was it Total a drive-by situation? Assassination. I think it was a drive-by. Given she had nothing to do with this hearing, and just is in this email in the document dump. Just I am told definitively this is from Michael Klein, Wall Street sort of legend who's been advising the PIF side and Yasser side uh, in an email within the, the documents released by the Senate committee today. I am told definitively we can have a brief 
softball segment with someone like Becky Quick on CNBC. Just a disaster, like a tough scene for Becky. I got to think Jay's like softball segment. Where's my softball segment? <laughs> Every time I go on there, I'm playing hardball. Or maybe he's just flailing about at the plate as they throw him underhand. He still can't get, hit him, make contact. Because Every time he goes to CNBC, it's a complete catastrophe, well, complete disaster. His softball might have been just getting to, to bypass today, which we could talk about later. We did get some insight that apparently CNBC, uh, I don't know, this is like a thing. Uh, Intel from the CNBC, a lot of business leaders interviewed on the network compared to other networks because they think they're going to get, quote, softball questions and business-oriented questions. And that's probably why Jay... Always tried to go and be there. Well, broadcast partner too. So softball questions plus broadcast partner. I feel like the the folks at CNBC need to issue a statement here. Like they're getting, (laughs) they're just getting smoked. Inadvertent, you know, comes out. I mean, they didn't protect Becky here. (laughs) So she got popped in this uh, document dump part of the hearing. What'd you make of the hearing? Did you think it was an impressive uh, display of governmental uh, inquiry? I would, I would have to say I'm not, I'm not like a super political person. I don't, I don't follow politics closely. Um, I, you know, I have an idea of what's going on in the world and the country, but not, not one, but today did not, did not inspire confidence in our in our leaders of the country. I I came, I walked away. How much did you have already? Well, I mean, how how high was the bar before? Today? I mean, these well, guys couldn't were, have been too high. There were so many idiots up there, and I don't. I I myself am an idiot. Like I, I want to be clear. Yeah, but these were calculated, <laughs> calculated idiots. Yeah, these are, this was calculated grandstanding idiots. I mean, you got guy one guy telling a golf story. You got another guy going on and on about China. <laughs> and then then you got another guy that's, I think, posturing for a position on the policy board. You know, you got Ron Johnson, Ron Johnson up Ron. there. Just, yeah, I mean, it was insane. Then you had Gary Woodland fan club, which was, I mean, it was amazing. It was, a, it was get these guys, get them out of here. John, get These guys are clowns. This was a joke. It was in the, for the Senate side. Embarrassment. <laughs> Blumenthal was kind of kind of making, trying to actually examine them. But like, if you're an attorney, the amount of billable hours, just like, not a lot, but whatever. It's money. Costing tour money. Costing people, obviously, taxpayers money. And like, these aren't even exams. This is not examination. There's no questions. You've got sleepy Tom Carper <laughs> of Delaware talking about how he shot 214 <laughs> on a round. And he just complete non sequitur about how he grew up in West Virginia and Sam Seeds from West what, was, what does what, that matter? What's going what does this on? You got Josh Hawley and you know he is who he is and, and he's got a his but like Democrat D R I that guy just came off as a total, total like grandstanding buffoon. Just talking about, and he was not prepared, and he came at him, just ready to throw, like, rake him over the coals about China. He goes, the easiest deflection possible, the easiest moment for Big Ron Price up there the whole day. He's like, oh, sir, we haven't operated there since 2019. So that puts Holly in a blender, and he's scrambling about what the intern didn't have the good research on this. I was trying to make some China points, and you'd look, make me look like an idiot. And he comes back, and... You know, at one point, Price is telling <laughs> him, like, I mean, that's the government's job. And he's like, you're not going to condemn the Uyghurs, like, being castrated or whatever. Like, Jesus, he's a COO of the PGA Tour. He's like, you he's look an like accountant. a clown. 
my favorite my favorite part well i had a lot of favorite parts they all all my favorite parts involve the senators they all all of them i had i had almost a favorite moment with every senator every senator i was i was all in on them from a comedy standpoint but when holly came back to talk about china for a second time after he got embarrassed, the, he was he was chased. He was embarrassed when the they first brought time. the big card uh, back out. <laughs> they have taken it away. The poster board, and then they put the big poster back. The same one. You know, it's a digital world now, Andy. And we're trying to be green, and there's no reason. But the poster board business is thriving on Capitol Hill. We've got John Rom quotes, and they're throwing receipts at Jimmy Dodd. And this guy, I thought, Paulie I thought with the China one with one. the quotes was pretty was pretty uh, powerful. I agree. I agree. Holly's though, that was wrong. <laughs> China. <laughs> they brought back. They got the guy. They brought it back out after they realized it was wrong. They brought it back out. <laughs> You got the one guy on the left talking about the television contractors union, something like, <laughs> what does that have to do? You got the Roger Marshall from Kansas talking about the cocaine in the White House has somehow been brought into this, you know, PJ tour <laughs> hearing and shouting out, you know, Kansas Gary Woodland Topeka, totally Topeka doesn't understand Vader. their business. Didn't understand the business. He's like, so are these uh, contractors or how's this all work? But he's got the cocaine in the White House line out there. Just a total cloud show I, all the way I around. Did, I did enjoy how much trouble a few senators seem to have to understand how the tournaments and the tour worked. Like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's oh, like, yeah. oh, this is a, quite a complex web of weaving yeah. that that we- is the PGA Tour. And like... I have to oh, say, yeah. it's a good thing that they're going to this, you know, that they're going and, or attempting to go in the direction of a new company that's not a nonprofit, because today might lead to a little bit more smoke on on the nonprofit I mean, status. So watch these senators' minds just be put in a blender. Like, well, you own you own this event in Connecticut. It's like, oh no, we don't own that. Like, pardon? It's like, oh no, no, we partner with the local, you know, five hundred one. So they own it. And, well, they uh, sell, they, yeah. they sell no, the tickets. No, no, we get all the profits, and they just, they, you know, the charity will go there. Like, just all this web of stuff that they were like, totally, oh, huh. Um, what did you think of how Price and Dunn came? I thought Price, Big Ron Price, came across pretty pretty well i don't know if they should have been the guys there but they did our listen price and i think i think they did an admirable job i do think like when we talk about what them being there i i have to say i mean how's jay monahan not there he start he is coming back to work next week and it's a it's a he he needed to be there they i the optics were terrible. The optics are you, terrible of him coming back a week after uh, after this hearing. I am told that well, he couldn't cut his fishing trip short. A week <laughs> short. <laughs> I am told that he that there was it was communicated to the Senate that he would be coming back, and you know this distinguished group of of highly interested, you know, inquisitive <laughs> folks. We're just like, ah, screw it. No, we're not going to post. We're just going to go at the 11th with, you know, the guys you got. And that's how that. So, like, I don't think he totally ducked it. I mean, he did say he'd be coming back or someone said 
It's convenient the, his start date was a week after this, you know. <laughs> That's true. Pretty convenient. That's true. And uh, well, well I thought- so anyways, I think like the thing about this and why I was disappointed that Monaghan wasn't there is you had nobody that could speak to the totality of the thing, right? You had two parties that were intricately involved in some fashion. Like Ron Price didn't know about the deal until the very end. Kind of. He's in some of the communication, but yeah, yeah, it wasn't. So you had this guy that was kind of iced out of the the deal who's been there for a long time. He could talk about the totality, but not the deal. And then you got Jimmy Dunn. (laughs) One of my favorite moments of the the whole thing was when Jimmy Dunn goes, well, you know, I I just came out of this policy board on January, so I can't even, I can't talk to stuff for that. It's like, what? And I lo- what? I, I, I love that he's like, well, Ron's negotiating the deal, so I can't speak to how that's going to go. It's like, I got here in January. I called the truce. I'm not letting sorting out any of whatever this mess has got to be done. That's kind of how it came across. Can I raise a, a separate point on that? Um, should, should it be noted, and we're going to get into all this, the documents that were released, some of the hearing statements. It's kind of interesting that two of the three people that were pushing this truce on one side are Augusta National members. An organization that would be loathe to this increasing and discovery increasing and then being brought further into it and, you know, allegations of OWGR collusion and other stuff. It's it's interesting that these independent directors who are also I'm not suggesting they breached some fiduciary. I'm sure they were operating with the tour's best interests in mind. But on the surface, there's an appearance of some sort of like conflict, not conflict, but th- there's dual purposes for for being served here. It's an interesting thing. When and just when you start talking about Dunn coming on in January, this being done, and they're talking about Ron's got to figure out the deal here. It's, it's an interesting angle. Well, maybe aspect. maybe that's the angle Ron Johnson's got in his in his scopes. If I get on here as a as a uh, as a policy board director, maybe I got a line into Augusta National. Maybe that's the whole. That's what he's going for. Can we can we talk for a second about Rand Paul? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He dropped in. So, guest appearance, apparently. He's not on the committee. So he's, not a, guest so he's not on the committee. He guest appears. And he comes on to talk about how they shouldn't be meeting at all. <laughs> Why? That's he didn't like, have to be that there. Was his whole, whole, whole stick was like, I don't even know why we're here. And he was guest appeared. I, I, my sentiments kind of are with Rand Paul because this seemed rather pointless. Like, I don't think they could do anything, actually. Yes. Right? Like, like I was thinking about this while this is happening, and I'm like, so if Ron Price just lies to Blumenthal when he's just, just raking Ron Price over the coals, he's just going at him. They're under oath. He's making Ron Price say that we had no option. That we had to do this. 
And that we're in a they really said bad position. All our yes. defenses. We were exhausted all every way we basically could defend just just Rod Price is just handing leverage to the Saudis while they're at the negotiating table because Blumenthal is just just not he was like a dog. Put he him was in a, not letting go yeah. at all. He was the only one doing any kind of examination. And whether that was motivated by whatever by the right way, the right means or whatever, it's a separate question. But he was exact ex- like attempting some sort of examination of the witness. But at that point, at um, this point in this this hearing, I'm just kind of like, wait, what what's coming of this? What what is this so purpose of this thing? The only thing like there was no way. There was nothing that could come of this that was positive for they couldn't advance the deal further. There was nothing like all that. And also the committee can't like really do anything except <laughs> make a big mess and release these documents and put these th- guys through the ringer. That's what Ron Johnson's not Ron Price, but Ron Johnson's whole point was like, we are making this deal. Let commerce be commerce. We are making this deal much harder to get done. And Dunn was Jimmy Dunn was like, yep, that's right. It's very, very hard to be up here right now and have all these documents. It's not going to be easy. So like nothing, but the committee couldn't otherwise do anything. And all these guys could do was say something, swerve into a danger and off a cliff that someone else could use that had real power. And that's, you know, the DOJ antitrust thing that could could scuttle this. The PGA say something that further inflames and irates the PGA Tour's own players that, that you know, seem to be, you know, still trying to figure out if they're going to go for this or not. Or even the Saudis. Piss off the Saudis. We're like, we're out. Or like, oh, we didn't like the way that sounded. And let's talk more about the Like, that's the only bad, like, and I think in that respect, Dunn and Price did fine. They didn't have any big screw-ups now i think i think the thing that came out was just how far away this deal is right them yes i would say them up there in conjunction with the document release probably wasn't a great development for the pga's tour position in a deal that is pretty light on finalizations of terms. It's just a framework. As as Jimmy Dunn put it, it's, quote, it's aspirational. <laughs> it's an agreement to agree. All we're doing is litigation's over and everything else is, quote, aspirational. So, you know, the tour's aspirations today, I think what I got from it was, like, there were some candid moments. You know, Dunn was talking about how the, the you know, Liv was going to gut us. Because the tour, they admitted the tour is small. And in five years, it's like 50 guys and fewer that matter. And yeah, they could like, gut p- us if they keep off, poaching guys. He picked up, what, did he, what number do you use? Five? Pick off five, five a year? Five a year for five years. Yeah. And, you know, Price is up there talking, quote unquote, the vulnerability of the PGA Tour. Um, you know, Dunn, you know, talking about how you know, they were exhausting. They needed to do this. Cash. So they're making some of these statements into the record that the tour was vulnerable, is vulnerable. And you've got this release of documents that I wouldn't say suggest the Saudis are just being alpha all over the place. No. So in combination, I would say the Saudis, Yasser, come out of today with a bit more leverage on a deal that has a ton of of negotiating to do over the next five, whatever months by the end of 2020. How about how Yasser could just be like, I had a scheduling conflict and not show up. Well, does he have to go in front of him another date? Right. 
right. I don't. I, no, he's a four. He's not. It's not happening. It's not. He'll send some answers, maybe in written format, maybe. But he's not going to do that song and dance in front of Josh Holly and these guys. We just, you know, sleepy Tom Carper or whatever Carp, whatever his name was, Camper. Uh, that's not happening. Yasser's not doing playing that Mickey Mouse game. <laughs> After he watched it, he's definitely not doing it. He's going to have commitments any date they choose. And I think that's the thing. It's like they floated out there, like you know, I they pressed him on the investment number. And yeah. they said north they said, of quote north of one billion north of one billion. Well, it's an open ended, which you know that's a big sum of money, and you know unsubstanti or uns- unsubstantiated rumor mill here. Felt like you wanted to say substantiated, uh, unsubstantiated. There, unsubstanti- <laughs> All right, okay. All right, we uh, you know, I've heard that maybe two billion is the number with another carve out. Uh, another additional kind of fund for uh, player loyalty. So the the guys who stayed, yeah, guys who stayed. So you know, you start to think about that, and I think like the real damage of today is, I think the tour really wanted to keep the Saudis. Their their goal was to keep the Saudis very distanced, right? In a small, and the way you do that is a small percentage stake, right? Make sure that they are at a palatable amount. And I think the thing that today did <coughs> probably knocked that equity, a good chunk of that up. So if you were in the, if you were going to be trying to be in that 10 to 20% ballpark where, hey, look, we still have eight, at worst case, we have 80%, Right. I think that the reality of today and, and this deal, especially with the documents, the, the tenor of the documents, is that equity percentage is going to go up. And and that's the thing is like this deal gets more and more unpalatable when you get the percentage of Saudi involvement in, up into, let's just say, let's just figuratively, like this is completely speculative, but let's just say the Saudi percentage gets to 40%. You know, and when you're when you're at, somebody's at 40 percent, they're almost to 50. Right. 20 is miles away from 50. Right. But if you're up to 30 and then they have these new me- new investment mechanisms that they have in there, like that's the danger of this. And that's the prop. That was like that was the shitty thing about today in terms of the tour is that they have they just got, you know, it was not. From the tour standpoint, it wasn't very fair because Yasser wasn't there. And he, he they they just had all of the people like nothing good could have happened today. Nothing good. Um Yes, I would say, you know, the tour's done a lot of talking since the deal came out. And um <laughs> Jimmy Dunn called the rollout uh, just a kind of a, a disaster he called it highly inaccurate it was a mess it was terrible what, what was the exact uh exact wording uh he said it was misleading and very inaccurate he said it was wrong it was bad so that threw it like whoever the rollout people are like the, the money the amount of money invested in comms and pr and all these consult like roll out a disaster this merger like so since that's come it, out it wasn't the, the tour famous has, group the gold boy group <laughs> Tour has been adamant. We're in control. Liv's going to work for us. Liv's going to go away. That They've done the talking. Well, 
they did the talking to date too, and it was on on the you know under oath, and you know they expressed some vulnerability. They did maintain like we will be in control. There was a lot of a uh, side note. There's a lot of interest in interest in the non disparagement clause, which I guess came in like the last addition to the document. I think they just want to make sure like freedom I don't know, of the speech. Players aren't it seemed forced, like freedom of yeah, speech. Forced to, yeah, or or have to wear the Saudi logo on their clothes (laughs) yeah that was another aspect of that you know whether they're contracted or not um so that that was but that came in late so between what was said today and the documents like the tours talk of the last month this was a big hit because the documents run counter to a lot of what we've heard from the last month a lot because what what we've heard the last month well, well we've that's heard a separate. The I'm last talking specific year to and a half. I'm talking specific to the framework agreement. There is so much to be sorted out. And what we found today is like some minor points are, it, it's not just like we, we'll get around to it. It's still being contended, it's still being debated, it's still being argued. And by minor, I mean something as small as Greg Norman. I know he's a big symbol he's like a mount that the tour wants to put on the wall that we've hunted and captured and killed the shark but like he's small potatoes to like whatever's gonna happen in the future and these two leagues and the whatever's new like that's just a guy to use your term and like you know we Sh- got shark, shark might be the ultimate just a guy <laughs> yeah, that's true so we got blumenthal drops this nugget at the start of the hearing that says you know, there was this side agreement that, you know, the shark would be terminated upon execution of the agreement. Then we get the documents and there is language in there and there's talk about, well, maybe it's not going to be terminated upon execution of the agreement. It'll be terminated within a month of the execution of the agreement. And then we get the Washington Post reports that two people, nego- two people familiar with the negotiations say, um, that they wouldn't put that in the proposal. Live did the PIF would not agree to put that in the proposal. And then we have in the documents that when, when the talking points, this roll, rumble and stumble and bumble and rollout that we heard about in the talking points, it's now Jay will say that Norman's been reassigned. Where so, do they get reassigned him be, to? Reassign him? He'll be, I don't know, rules committee. I, I don't know. FedEx cut points calculator. I don't know what they would God, reassign I, him I, to. I think the best thing for golf fans would be if the FedEx cup points list went away with this. That can't be the best thing, but it might be a, it might be a benefit. Um, so my point is like, he's a, I think he's a small potato in the larger yeah. agreement, but they're not a block. They're not budging on that yet. And so there's a lot to be worked out and leverage was kind of lost today when they talked about how vulnerable they is, they are and how much they needed the cash and they def- exhausted their defenses. And also in the documents, it's not, you know, real clear what's going to happen with Liv. And no laying up had a great tweet thread today, like just going through, there's like four or five drafts of the framework agreement in the, in the exhibits released today. And like it's pretty stark how they disagree on wh- who's going to have veto power, who's going to ultimately determine Liv's fate. Now it may, may be immaterial to whatever happens if the tour kind of does have control; that it just Liv goes away. But that is very much up for negotiation still. 
and among like a lot more. And for me, just the testimony in combination with the documents that show that there is still a lot of contention to be, you know, uh, decided in negotiation over these five months made it. I thought we can certainly the impression you should have of the PGA tours position with a scramble, quite honestly, to get this done over the next five months. Yeah. I, I think there's another layer of this and it, it coincides with uh, Randall Stevenson stepping down. And I think like, again, I, I've said this for a little while now, but like, <laughs> you know, this is crazy that we're here, but I think the most palatable situation is for the deal to go through in in a fashion because any any if this falls apart i think all chaos breaks breaks loose and one this is just a possible situation why randall stevenson stepped down so that he can be there to raise up the money for an alternative if if the deal falls through then all of a sudden he could be the guy that brings the alternative to the players from that's not live right and and goes to the private equity like gets the money raised that they need to combat this and like we could go to three tours we could go to one tour or there could be this ongoing war which the PGA tour says like they they can't win they they had this they talked about how this all happened because the Saudi there's fear that the Saudis might double down on golf and like done laid it out. If we lose five guys a year for five years, we're kind of toast. Right. Eamon Lynch had a throwaway, like not a throwaway, but he mentioned on the, in the coverage afterwards, like that there's one private equity guy that's telling players that they could have, he could come up with 5 billion overnight as an alternate source of funding. So I don't know, you know, how, realistic that is but there seems to be a lot of movements going on for alternate options you've obviously got the Cantley stirring up shit you've got randall stevenson abruptly resigning his position from the policy board where he'd been for a long time you got apparently private equity guys throwing out that they could get five billion as an alternate source and like i think the deal is going to go through I think it is. I think like today I think it may go through with the Saudis having a little bit more muscle into it. I don't know if we're getting you know Augusta national memberships and on the you know all this other stuff but like I what was the document released to me just suggested to me that that live is has a bit of more control of these negotiations than how it's going. And do you think it's going to go through? Uh, you're saying it has to go through. Do you think it's going to go through? I mean, I think because of the dire situation of it, it has to. But like, what if the players block it? Right. That's like, I think that's the concern. And and I don't, you know, how do the players feel about this? I, I think there's probably a little bit of trepidation, right? All the, the document release has to have them feeling a little bit less good about what's going on. And if these other people, like, I think the scary thing, like, if if this other entity comes or, like, other funding source comes and starts another league, you know, if this falls apart, apart what are the Saudis aren't going to pack it up and go home, right? No, they're, they're ready to double down. I mean, it seems like, like Yasser's ready to be a big, I mean, obviously we knew this. He's ready to be a big player. 
you know, so and golf. I mean, and buy his way in. I, you know, part of me just feels bad that the tour, the tour had to go up there, and and there's no one from the other side of it. You know, um, but I, it, you know, it, it's just, it's a, it's a crazy, crazy situation, and I don't think there's like a happy ending really to this. Like that's the thing is like what we're what's left is the happy ending is you know. 12 months ago, you'd be like, no, that's terrible. You know that. And this is the yeah. frustrating thing. I, I think Blumenthal laid this out. It's like, why, why didn't you seek out other sources? And that's what they should have been doing 12 months ago when they were saying that they aren't threatened by it. And part of me wonders, like, did they just not want to unravel this intricate web of nonprofit? Did they just decide that it was too difficult? It was too difficult to go and not be a nonprofit anymore. But like, that was the thing they had to do. We talked about that a year ago. That was the thing they had to do from the jump was they had to do what they're doing now, but they could have had other options then. Now they have none. Or discovery would un un unveil some of their prior missteps and you know bring too much nasty. I I don't know. It's it, I think the deal is going to get done. It just feels like the the Saudi side certainly has way more control than they're letting on, or way more you know power. However you want to talk about it, soft, hard, purse power, whatever you want to call it, they have influence over how, much much more than whatever has been let on or, or tried to be framed by the tour. Um, speaking of trying to frame the rollout was just a lot of documents in here. The documents were more substantive. They gave us much more than the testimony, which I thought was fine. The rollout was <laughs> highly amusing. One of my favorite nugget favorite nuggets in there was apparently some comms team or something thought, you know, Jay was going to go on and all of a sudden there'd be a statement of support from Roger Goodell. <laughs> And this the F1 CEO, Roger Goodell is going to swerve into traffic <laughs> and comment on another sports leagues merger slash deal. Why would that happen? This was a guess what? Guess what happened? According to the not according to the plans, Roger Goodell never issued some statement of support. That was one of my favorite, more amusing revelations. Uh, also, like. Just them rushing it out with the client saying, you know, it's too urgent or too important to wait for the definitive. And now here they are on the tour side, really trying to catch up and, and reframe this. Other things in there, there's a lot of, there was a lot of red meat in golf for golf Twitter because it was proposals. It wasn't the agreement. It wasn't the deal. Now, some of this may be in the final agreement. They could come back in. But there were some wild big swings in proposals. You know, you had a best of both worlds. Uh, presentation that included a bullet that Yasser would become a director of the IGF Golf Federation and get memberships to the RNA and Augusta National, which people really latched on to. Is this just him trying to buy his way into a membership? All of this has been about him getting yeah, to Augusta, Augusta National. National. Well, he's negotiating with two members. I'm not saying they control that necessarily. A uh, Rory and Tiger would own live teams and play in at least 10 live events. Tiger playing ten live events a year. I I don't I. This is why this is a proposal. I um, I have a feeling that that would not happen, at all. I don't think so. I don't. No. I, I have a, uh, I have a, 
I have a I have a strong hunch that that a like Tiger's not going to play ten events, but I don't think either of those parties are are going to play live events. Just... <laughs> a global World Series team event ending in Saudi Arabia that may end up in a deal I, or some form of I fashion. think I think that is a real possible. A world team draft that included live PGA Tour and LPGA players all on TV with revenue flowing to live. I think the draft also taking place in Saudi Arabia, but I could be could be wrong, mistaken about remembering. I that. think that could happen. Correct. Two elevated PGA Tour events sponsored by either the PIF or Ramco brand. Definitely could happen. <laughs> These again were in the earliest proposals as let's come to the table. And, you know, that's when you take your biggest swings, I suppose. And they let them whittle it down from there. A live schedule, so this is live, still existing. Like, this is part of their negotiation or proposal. Live schedule that doesn't overlap with majors and elevated events, but they did not want it, like, relegated to just being a silly season fall afterthought. So that's part of the deal. We would just be interspersed over the course of the normal season. I don't know. Maybe live has a schedule. Then schedule B in one of the proposals was... I mean, presumed collusion, presumed power, because it says, you know, you know, this deal with the PGA Tour, we demand, you know, we'll get retroactive OWGR recognition, which is like, it's not a pot. Like, that's not a thing that, that the tour can just do, I don't think, or shouldn't be. Uh, able to. I think, I think Retro- they could do just about anything. Get the thumb on the scale. Retroactive OWGR recognition for live events in 2022. 24 players getting automatic admission to the majors based on their live finishes. Like immediate eligibility being reinstated. Like there was a lot of proposals in here uh, that a lot of people had fun with. Most notably, Yasser joining Augusta National via uh, this merger. Was there anything that jumped out to you? I thought. I, I mean, along the lines of like live the tour, all these things existing at the same time. The Rory twenty six event thing kind of jumped out. Like guys won't play more than twenty six events. Like I, you know. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think like you know how many events I think if you're just trying to like find a silver linings with this and listen any personal beliefs how you feel uh, about all this like I think like as I said we're, we're at a point that it's very any any outcome of this is is not doesn't taste good right but maybe we just get like i think the the dream scenario at this point is that people all the best players play together right yeah and there's some cool new products that emerge from it um yeah i you know that's the best that's what you have to hope for but i don't you know this is not I guess like just overall, my, my, my thing is like, this was a bad day. It was a pretty depressing day for golf. Uh, what'd you make of, um, Jay Monahan's call list upon, you know, announcement of the deal, Rory and tiger, which I don't think happened. Doesn't, I, I, I thought Dunn called Rory morning of, I don't know about tiger Rolex, FedEx, RBC golf orgs, broadcast partners. Fans were not on the list. They, well, the that was CNBC, though. It was the softball. Fans. Oh, that's it true. was at the that's end. 
It's it, it's perfect. It's players, partners, fans. That's the the, or, the order. How about Jimmy Dunn? I mean, what, how about Jimmy Dunn using force of good? Golf could be a force of good. Yeah. That was a cringe moment. That was a bad moment. Using like the first live talking point was a bad moment. Um, I think Dunn is a romantic about golf, but in some of the parts of it came across as like you know, if you're not a golf romantic, and many people aren't, you know, they're skeptics. They probably thought he was full of shit. I, like uh, I thought he know. came off pretty good. <laughs> he got passionate about the 9-11, and so he started freestyling there, and I thought he, he came across okay there. I mean, but it's like, you know, he's, he's, he's off the cuff there. He's going off the cuff. Hard. I mean, think about 10 years ago um, saying that Jimmy Dunn would be uh, in front of Congress or in front of Senate com- uh, committee advocating for a deal with the Saudi Arabians. Like just that realm yeah. of given his nine eleven ties, his nine eleven family advocacy, like just from like a, a pure sense of like a symbolic symbolic nature of like this whole thing and what a wild year it's been. That's something. Um, yeah, I I would the nine eleven part is like a very. It's a very important aspect of this, right? It's a very critical aspect of this and people who are rightly um, aggrieved. Um, I think sometimes though, <clears throat> that also loses, we lose sight of the objections to like the current stuff that's going on with the regime, right? And I think that's where some people also come in. It's like, all right, if these guys didn't do 9-11 that Jimmy Dunn just did the deal, they we do know that like they did, this last week and this the week before and, yeah. and they you know and i get done like things like we can open them up to the west and all that and then you get into territory that's just way way bu- above golf so um jay's call list rolex fedex rbc i just wonder if you're a sponsor are you feeling chasing are you feeling like kind of hurt why wasn't travelers why didn't you know why is it I get I get Rolex and FedEx those are big you know and rbc does too whereas keith pelly immediately calls Rolex DPW, which I don't know what that means. Everybody at the DP World Tour? I think it's DP World, the a company. Uh, oh, got it. Got it. Johan Rupert, you know, the South African kind of cane maker. Dr. Munjal, the billionaire, who I think just played a pro-am with Phil Mickelson at Centurion, maybe. And Marty Sleeps. So I enjoyed the must call list. Go through the documents. A lot of people um, recap those well. We did that in the newsletter. I know Brentley did it at Golf Channel, Sean Zock at golf.com. There's a good article in Slate. Like if you really want to get a full document breakdown where it's probably best for text. I, I think there's some good summaries right there. I think I hope we did a good job here tonight. Anything else on the hearing and documents? Um I th- I think we're going to just again more this is the start of another big news cycle. Stuff's going to come out, you know, more stuff is going to come out, right? Yeah, there's uh yeah, there's so much to get done, so much to get settled, so much to negotiate in five months. Remember last year when there were like the rumors of the Saudis like camping out at St. Andrews around this time? Like half Yeah. Bring yeah, we were there bringing guys yeah. over. I mean up like, to their their flat in the same uh, before the open and yeah, stuff. We were like trying that. to find the flat. We were trying to figure out where it was. When we weren't food poisoning, food poisoned at the, the we days we weren't it, food poisoned. It might have been them. It might have been them that, that did it. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, all right, should we do right, an well, ad speaking read? Of good for the game or force for good. We got the U.S. Adaptive Open this yes. weekend. Dotted Pinehurst, opposite of all I the mean, you want to the talk about a polar buffoonery we saw today. Polar opposite <laughs> feeling of of golf. You got the, the Adaptive Open, and you can support such endeavors by going to usga.org slash sgs and becoming a member of the usga you know we're a lot we're obviously um you know we're aware of some of their biggest championships what the usga does us open us women's open which we just discussed in detail but they host 15 championships throughout the year shane bacon will be going to one uh to provide golfers of all levels a platform to showcase their skill you know there's women it's men amateurs pros just this week we have the second us adaptive open down in pinehurst gives the world's best adaptive golfers an opportunity to compete for a national championship. So if you go to usga.org slash SGS, that membership fee will get you some things, get you a hat, get you a subscription, your subscription to the golfers, uh, golf journal. Is that right? Golf journal. Um, Get you discounts in the USGA uh, shop, uh, a bunch of stuff, but you're also, I would just say supporting Kind of these other endeavors, whether it's water conservation, the USGA, whether it's an adaptive open, um, Kip, whether it's turf management and research. Go Kip ahead. Poppert is leading the men's I side. I saw that. That ends, yeah. Over yeah. Connor Stone. Uh, and then on the women's side, we got Ryan J- Jackson leading Kim Moore. Three shot lead going into the final round. Nice. You get a US open or women's open hat. So 25% off ship sticks, personalized bag tag, e-newsletter, bunch of stuff, but also you're supporting some of these other endeavors that the USGA takes on. So go to usga.org slash SGS. Um, what do you want to do? You want to do schedule for the week? we got a fairly full slate of golf, actual golf. This well, do you, this do you want to do, do in-out or alternate? Sure. Let's do in-out or alternate for the uh, Barbasol Championship. That is the July adaptive, 13th, the adaptive opens the event of the week, by the way. Okay. Keen Trace Golf Club in Nicholasville, Kentucky. Uh, that's the Barbasol Championship. This is now co-sanctioned event. So you got the unique aspect of these Euros, like fringe Euros, kind of guys fighting for points, coming over to Nicholasville, Kentucky, from wherever they were, Himmerland and other places. So. What, what do we got for in-out alternate at the Barbasol Championship? All right. Let's start with Chris Couch. Oh, come on. The 25-year medical exemption, <laughs> Chris Couch. We just had Jonas Blixt in the John Deere. He's, he's in the field, by the way, this week. All right. Couch, I'm going to say out. You are correct. One for one. I thought that finally ran out. Chris is on the couch. He's back on the couch. There we go. All right. Heath Slocum. No. Liberty Nationals own Heath Slocum. You sounded like Blocky there. Uh, No. (laughs) There was somebody sent us a message. He said people were tracking. Kids were tracking his flight to Scotland for qualifying. Blocky? Blocky. Yeah, apparently. Bullshit. Um... Who do we say? Is he Slocum? Uh, you didn't pull that out of nowhere. He's in. Alternate. 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 You're one okay. for two. One and one. All right. All right. Danny Chops. 
Danny Chops, who apparently, what did we get the tip? He wanted to savage some sort of uh, deal, but he didn't want to lose his position at the PGA <laughs> yes. Tour Live. He was reluctant to crush Jay Monahan like in some player meeting because he was worried about his. Um, Danny Chops, I'm going to say, is in. Just added Rob Bolton all over oh. it. All over. Robbie Bolton. Ronnie Bolton. <laughs> Just added in. You're two for three. All right. All right. Good. Let's go with uh, Brian Davis. The Englishman. No, he's out. He's in. He's, a regular he's in. Two oh, for my four. On what basis? God. All right. Up next. Brian Davis? Chris got her up. Um, okay. He's on the KFT. Uh, a sponsor? I'm going to say he's out. You're right. Okay. There what we is go. that? What there are you, four for, four for seven? Uh, whatever. That's, we always lose track. Doesn't Not four for seven, <laughs> but like four for six at worst. <laughs> I think. Come on. I think, I think you just were three for six. I got one six. wrong. I got one you got, wrong, I You think. got go Brian ahead. Davis wrong. You got Heath Slocum wrong. That's two. I think that's it. All right. Go ahead. What's no, next? You're, you're three for five. You're three for five. All right. Okay. okay. Got it now. I'm back on. Are we recording? That's all I care about. Whatever the score is, I just want to make sure we're recording this time around. We are. Go ahead. We're recording. All right. Um, let's go with uh, Ricky Castillo. Oh, okay. So in the gutter up mold here of a guy that has KFT status, maybe got a sponsor. Uh, he's not an alternate. I'll say in. Out. Knew I was going to get you <sighs> with the second one. Uh, you went the gutter up. You did the you, you did the little play action on the first <laughs> and then went deep on the there got you go. Got you to all bite. Right. Got you to bite. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Now you're three for six. All right. All right. George Kutsia. The Kutsia zone. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> the co-sanction deal really kind of adds an element here. The deep, I mean, he's got to be in. No, he's out. Damn, <laughs> I, I just wanted to will that one into existence. I was hoping I that mean, the would come to Kentucky would have been incredible. That would have been. I mean, I might have had to go. Should, I might have been out driving. Should out give him a Kentucky. sponsor's exemption to be completely honest. <laughs> All right, you're three for seven. That was a good one. Three for seven. That was a good one. John Houston. Yeah. Oh, come on. He got in somewhere earlier this year, or maybe it was last year. He got in at 3M Open, I want to say. Um, uh, alternate. Out. Oh, okay. Three for eight. You're you're cold. I, I've got you. I've got you. Oh, come on. This game's impossible. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. All right, P- fellow podcaster Matt Every. Um, alternate in okay. three for nine. Derek Ernst, Wells Fargo fame, and in. In. Yeah. in that four, guy's always playing. Four. He's playing like every other week. Four. Guy always starts four for ten. Slomar Uresti. <laughs> He of recent feature group at RBC Canadian feature group alongside Rory and whoever else in five five for Al- five for eleven in okay all right okay. 
T- uh, let's go with Joe Durant. <laughs> Joe Durant? <laughs> Kevin's dad. Um, <laughs> Kevin's dad. It, uh, alternate? Oh, I don't know. you Is got that... it. Okay. <laughs> and I didn't let you talk right. all, yourself out of it. <laughs> Six for 12. I You're back to say... 500. There we go. All right, a couple more, a couple more. Almost okay. done. Okay. Tommy Dockers. Tom Lehman? <laughs> Out. All right. 7 for 13. Above 500. All right, we'll go with uh He's not even playing Champions <laughs> Tour anymore, I don't think. Sean O'Hare. In. All right, 8 for He plays for. All right, out. two All right. more. Carlos Franco. Oh, the perpetual Franco. Just always kind of lurking. The problem with him is we've got a senior major, and he gets status in both. Well, he doesn't have – he has better status at the, the tour than he That's does. right. Then, yeah, that's right. He Monday qualifies in the senior events, but somehow gets you know exemptions. And um, I'll go alternate. Out. Okay. All right, last one. Right. If you if you if you get it, you finish well above five hundred. If you miss it, you finish you finish five hundred. Really good showing. Okay. Yeah. Will I'm McKenzie. Oh, he's not a golfer anymore. <laughs> Out. Alternate. Jeez. Really? Yeah. All right. Five hundred. I'll take that. That's a win. So you got the Barbasol. That's the, There's your preview. That's the Barbasol championship. I, I, I did get, I'm just going to throw one featured group in there, or I'm sorry, notables group that I thought was amusing. You know, <laughs> actually, I'll throw a couple in there. With the NBA, Tyler Duncan, Manu Gondis. So Manu Gondis, where really do you get the first name? Duncan, Manu, and Bryce Garnett. Richard Too Johnson, was Trey Parker. Too bad you couldn't get Duncan, yeah, Manu, uh, and Parker all together. Too bad Parker Cootie wasn't in there. That's true. And we had Richard Johnson, Trey Cox, and Tommy Ganey. So you can see where he's going, where the person notables is going with that. Cox, Johnson, and Ganey. All right. Uh, that's our, our, that's our <laughs> sen- and 12-year-old sense of Richard. <laughs> Richard. Uh, elsewhere scheduled for the week, we have the Genesis Scottish Open at the Renaissance Club, North Berwick. Scotland. That will be coffee golf, son. 8.30 to 1.30 Thursday and Friday and Eastern time, 10 to 12 Saturday and Sunday uh, Eastern, and 12 to 3 p.m. finish. 3 p.m. in the afternoon finish on CBS Saturday and Sunday. Um, Link season is here. Uh, obviously, there are some quibbles about Renaissance being uh, maybe the best display or, or venue for, for putting that on display. But uh, huh. it's good to have coffee golf. Back. You know what we need if you what? want more more good venues for the Scottish? Rollback. What? Yeah. Yeah. So you can't, yeah. can't complain um, about the, the venue and not, not be in for the rollback. Notables. This is not a designated event, to be clear, just co-sanctioned. Notables. Sam Burns, Wyndham Clark, Ricky Fowler, Max Homa, Rory McIlroy, Justin Rose, Xander Shoffley, Scotty Scheffler, Jordan Spieth, and Justin Thomas. Uh, I'll tell you what. A palate cleanser today for me was watching a lot of these guys out at North Bay. Yeah. 
They, they showed JT and jo- uh, Jordan out there a lot. Uh, Ricky was there yesterday. I just, I think it's, a, you know, not to be a sap, it's a romantic time of the year for golfers who also are fans of pro golf. Uh, this this hearing notwithstanding, but uh, it's it's just cool when they get over there. It looked like they played Sunningdale this weekend. It's just it's just cool. It's cool to see, and obviously it's kind of nice having golf done at three p.m. Eastern noon for you, I guess, out in uh, Central California. So, um, on the LPGA, hey, we got to do our Open, picks. That's... Oh shit, we can't give the people what they want. Fleetwood, it's f- fifty Fleetwood. I was thinking about Fleetwood. Fleetwood. I was thinking I about Dick Fowler, Fleetwood, but I got I got a certain house cat that I I'm gonna I'm gonna go for go back to back Xander, defending champ right yeah. at the uh, Renaissance. I don't love okay. I don't love the pick, but I got to use them. I can't imagine I'm not using them at the Open. I think I'm I'm already playoffs maybe. Well, I get a re- I reset at the playoffs. Oh, okay. So All I got right. Cam Smith kind of locked in for that open, I think, at this open. point. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take Fleetwood. I hope I haven't used him still. He's finished, I think, like in the top five, like two out of three times here. So playing well. LPGA, we have the Dana Open. That's at Highland Meadows Golf Club in Sylvania, Ohio. I think this there's the a good turnout area. for this one this week. In Toledo. Are you coming from Pebble? Uh, notables, Carlota Saganda, Lynn Grant, Brooke Henderson, Jin Young Ko, Lydia Ko, Gabby Lopez, and Rose Zane. So there's enough to chew on there, I would say. I mean, that's the uh, thing that's that amazing on- about the LPGA Tour is like even when it's a week after the major in Toledo, you know, no, no, this is not a shot at Toledo, but you're going from Pebble to Toledo. Oh, it's Northwest Ohio. I love, a shot I, love at- I have no allegiance to Northwest Ohio. Yeah. Highland Meadows, Sylvania. This is a unique television schedule. So listen to this if you're interested. Tape delay Thursday, Friday, and Saturday for two hours on Golf Channel, 730 to 930, 8 to 10 p.m. tape delay. Then Sunday, we have two hours coverage in the final round of 3 to 5 p.m. on CBS. So all of a sudden, LPGA and network television following that Scottish Open uh, finish Pretty so great. tape delay for three days and then CBS finish for two hours. Um, on the senior tour, we have the major, the colleague companies championship, formerly the senior players. That's at Firestone Country Club in Akron, the South Course, I believe. Um, that's every day on Golf Channel, one thirty to four, twelve to four, while the women are on tape delay at night. Um, notables, I don't know. Do we need that? Alker, Els, Jimenez, Kelly, Loner, Stricker. Tom's weird potential Ryder Cup or I mean, Harrington. Always a fun ex- exercise with this podcast. The, the game. Well, the oh, spread. yes, this the is spread. a no cut, no, the cut, no cut major, no cut major. And you've got, you know, guys who are on the fringes who are, they just got to go out there and take their lashings. Even Saturday is, and Sunday, Larry 37 playing? shots back. Larry Nelson. I would bet not. Um, but yes, the spread. This is an interesting Interesting uh, exam for the spread. Guys get 40, 50 over and the winners, you know, 10, 15, 20 over. It gets gets a little dire there at the uh, senior players. Now the colleague companies. Oh, man. They don't even have the field what? updated. Um, Really? The colleague companies. Uh, celebrity golf. I, I guess, I'm told there's the American Century Championship. This is at Edgewood it? Tahoe. Annika, Annika's back. Um, 
and that's you know on Peacock that's this and NBC. That's get NBC two thirty to six on NBC. I should go out American to that American Century Championship. That is like I saw they just extended that for like six years. Like that's a that's like a rainmaker for NBC because it's like they own it. It's like a really important thing to them. Um, it's not necessarily the golf addicts or diehards, but I think that. Apparently, they line up celebrities and athletes. Like line, there's a long list to get in. Do you think in. any bears? And are that's playing? if you don't get, if you don't get too like, and that's also if you don't misbehave the week of. The the celebs get sauce there, and you know sometimes get not asked back. Hey, hey for Big Ben did some stuff. Anybody? Anybody sad that uh, that that you're not going to be able to watch Carlos Franco in the Barbasol? I got good news for you. He's in the senior players. Yes. There we go. I think the Urban Mate tea caddy is following him around. Firestone made it up to Firestone. Um, Larry I think that does it for Larry's us. not playing. I hope. Okay. Larry, yeah, he's he hung him up. Jose Maria's he, he playing. Layman. Okay. Good for him. He doesn't do that that much. He doesn't come Stankowski's out. Stankowski's in. <laughs> no. The stanky leg? <laughs> John Houston's playing wow. too. Wasn't Stankowski the runner up in the to Tiger at the '97 Masters? I think he, that's his like claim. One of his. I claims. feel like Tommy Tolles might have been that. No, <laughs> Tommy Tolles. All right, maybe I thought Stankowski featured there. Let's see. Um, Tommy Tolles was third. Really? Yeah. Okay. It was uh, Tom Kite was second. Okay. Maybe it was another Masters I'm thinking of. with Stankowski. Yeah, it went to or maybe Tiger, it was not at all. Tom Kite, Tommy Tolles, Tom Watson. <laughs> then everybody's favorite, I think it was in the final group with him, was Constantino Roca. Yeah. <laughs> Stankowski yep. was fifth, tied with Roca. Okay. okay. He was, he was in the mix all for right. sure because he shot 74 in the final round. Yeah. Freddie, okay. I mean, this is a senior tour leaderboard right here. Freddie Couples seventh, <laughs> Bernhard seventh, Monty, right? Justin yeah. Leonard seventh, yeah. DL three seventh, Sl- Jeff Sluman, not to be confused with Trevor. Yeah, um, was seventh. Layman, Tommy Dockers, Willie Wood, Jose Maria, kind of crazy. Makes sense as a senior uh, tour. I mean, Tiger's like forty-seven now. For avoidance of doubt, following 12213. I'm just reading these documents again. Eligibility criteria, not to in any way. It's just like we are avoidance of doubt. Everybody's re- reinstituted the PGA tour on 12 1. Do you, th- do you anyway, think we missed anything proposals. that we hit in the first time? The first recording? I'm sure we did. I'm sure we did, but I How think you, we got a th- pretty thorough replay. Do you think we did better or worse? Probably better. I don't know. There's probably a few jokes and a few. I think we missed a couple of jokes. That's all right. You know, it's been a long time. At least this wasn't an important one where we, we forgot to do it. It happens. This is part of the part of the deal. We sign up. It's a feature, not a bug, of the shotgun start. Okay, I think that does it. We are not going to hit any more news. We'll be back Friday with a uh, golf advice. Um, uh, thank you for continuing. SGSGolfAdvice at gmail.com for that send some in i can't wait to get to golf advice after the the today what else do we have sign up for the event at common ground yeah bacon might who knows bacon might be playing bacon will be there 
Sign up to Club TFE. You're, you're promising Bacon's going to be there now. <laughs> I did. I did. All right. We'll talk to him. We'll negotiate. We'll negotiate. It's a framework agreement that he may be there. All right. And then we'll figure it out. I may have just blown our coverage on needing him to be there, but it's a framework agreement. Um, all right. Everyone enjoy your uh, Wednesdays. We'll be back with you on Friday.